call me sentimental, but to me, the most joyful moment in sports is the soccer goal. And when that goal happens at the World Cup, well, it's pretty good. I'm Brian Phillips. With the 2022 Men's World Cup approaching, I'm making a podcast called 22 Goals on the Ringer Podcast Network. It's about 22 of the most fire emoji goals in the history of the tournament. We're going to have so much fun. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit JiffyLube.com. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like when your fantasy league meets up at your house. Everything's great until the hot plate gets too hot for the tablecloth. Now your kitchen's up in smoke. And if you don't have the right home insurance coverage, the cost to fix this is anything but a fantasy. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Not available in every state. Based on coverage selected. Subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. Welcome into the Ringer Gambling Show. My name is Oscar I'm here with Raheem, the dream, Palmer, my guy, who's constantly in Vegas because every single sports book limits him to $50 a bet because he's the sharpest man in sports. Should it be Raheem, the sharp Palmer? Should it be Raheem, the dream, Palmer? I've never asked you what nickname you like the best. I'm a big nicknames guy. Where are you at on Raheem, the dream, Palmer? I don't I actually don't mind it. Like, I, I mean, look, I always tell people, I've always had a million nicknames. So as you know, I was a DJ in a past life and... You know, my DJ name was DJ R to the is that. So I had so many different derivatives that came from that. So most people called me R to the. And then like, like after that, it became to the. So then people would take that and call me Tito or Tatus or R Tatus. So I had so many different nicknames. It was almost like Diddy, you know? So I'm, I'm kind of used to just everybody in my life calling me something different. <laughs> So I know a lot of people come into this podcast, look for betting advice, specifically on this show. We do the Thursday night football game and, and focusing on that. And then I bring in Roger for the college football picks. But we just got a comparison between Raheem Palmer and P. Diddy. That, that's actually what we're looking for every single week. Raheem comparing himself to P. Diddy, which is fantastic. I don't know what I want to call you. Raheem the Dream Palmer is probably my favorite, but Tuda is also freaking fantastic. I also like Tatis. I don't know. We could go anywhere here. We could go anywhere. Well, what we're going to go actually is, is this, this Thursday night game, which I think is going to be a slugfest between two teams that are pretty banged up on a short week. Indianapolis Colts are going to Denver to take on the Broncos. Broncos were a three-point favorite, I think, on the opening line. Now it's out to three and a half. Most recently, the Jonathan, the Jonathan Taylor injury news is bad. He's officially out this week. Will not play for the Indianapolis Colts. That line is now out to three and a half. Broncos favored by three and a half at home. Total has stayed put around 42, 42 and a half. That's where FanDuel has it right now. Looking at this line, the initial snapshot I have of it is this is a Broncos win. On a short week, it's never going to be like a 4.5 point, 6 points, right? I don't see that getting out to that number, especially even with Jonathan Taylor out. But this looks like a Broncos win, and I'm 
very confident in that. And this looks like an under, right? I think it's an under because Jonathan Taylor's out. I think it's an under because the Colts passing game has been horrendous and the offensive line can't protect Matt Ryan. And Matt Ryan, this Colts offense, I think, ranks inside the top five in turnovers so far this year. Bottom five in EPA per play. They can't create any protection for Ryan. They can't create any room for Jonathan Taylor or any back in that offense. And for Denver, can't finish or sustain drives. They rank bottom five in first downs per game, bottom five in offensive EPA per play, bottom five in third down conversion rate, and bottom five in red zone efficiency. This is an under game, but a Broncos win. That's the initial read I have. We can get more into that, but that, that's what that just a snapshot view or to the is a this is where I'm at. Yeah, I totally agree. When you look at this Colts offense, they are 32nd in DVO way. They are 28th in sacks taken, and they're 31st in adjusted line yards. And when you like factor in the fact that Jonathan Taylor isn't playing in this game. I don't know how they're going to get much offense. And this Broncos defense, I, obviously, they, they suffered some losses. Randy Gregory could be out, but I think they're good enough to hold down Matt Ryan. I mean, Matt Ryan is like 31st in DVOA right now. So, I mean, this Colts offense is truly struggling. And it's, it's unfortunate because a lot of the sharp money was on the Colts to win the AFC South and, and taking their win total over. But I think they got it wrong this year. And Absolutely. Look, I, I think, like, in a couple of weeks, you're going to start seeing these cold spreads explode because they're just not a good team right now. And I really like the under. As you know, a lot of times, like, these NFL games, they tend to take a life of their own in the second half. So I tend to give out a lot of first half unders. I'm looking at the first half under. There's a there's some 21s in the market, but there's mostly 20s at this point because I think there's a lot of people on this play. But I don't think you're going to get a ton of offense based on what we're seeing. I mean, from these offenses, you mentioned the Broncos red zone um, scoring woes. And I mean, the Colts just aren't a good offense right now. So I'm looking at the first half under 21. I also like the Broncos. I think this is I mean, the Broncos probably win this between seven and 10 points or so. Yeah, I I like I like the first half under 21. I like the total game under at 42 and a half. Uh, The two the key injuries there are Javante Williams out with an ACL. It's going to be a combination of Mike Boone, who I had an opportunity to cover when I was still in Cincinnati at the University of Cincinnati. Really, really nice dude. But I don't think he's going to be what Javante Williams was. Melvin Gordon will be in the mix as well. But the dude's like got a fumbling problem. He can't correct. And then the other side of the ball, it's going to be Naheem Himes running the football for the Colts and still an offensive line that can't protect. That screams under to me. Why I think the Broncos have the edge and why I'm probably betting them. I had them at minus three. I have a ticket at minus three. And I might even take some alternate spreads out to like minus six and a half, minus nine and a half is they are objectively the better offense, even though they can't sustain, like they can't like finish drives. They can't, you know, score in the red zone. They can't really convert on third downs in those high leverage areas. They are the objectively the better offense and they have the better quarterback, right? Russell Wilson this past week, I think looked the best he's ever looked in a Denver Broncos uniform. You saw some of the deep ball stuff to Jerry Judy. You saw some throws over the middle of the field. If he even has some of that against a bad banged up Colts team without Jonathan Taylor, this Broncos team should win, not just by three, but probably by six and a half, like you said, by, by nine and a half. Uh, points. You can get some alternate spreads in the plus 150, plus 215 range if you're looking to get them out to six and a half or nine and a half on FanDuel. And if you, I also like alternate totals, right? Take this total down to like 39. Take this total down to 31 and a half and get like, you can get 31 and a half at like plus 600 on FanDuel if you want to get the under there. I think it's going to be a slugfest, hard to watch football game because both offenses are banged up. And even when they are healthy, they haven't been all that great. Looking specifically at Colts offense versus Broncos defense, just like looking at that side. Randy Gregory is not going to play in this game. He was put on the injured reserve. He's easily their best pass rusher. That worries me a bit in terms of backing the Broncos and backing the under, but it doesn't matter. 
this Colts offensive line is so bad. I think anyone is going to be able to create pressure against it. Matt Ryan this year, ninth in EPA per dropback in the league when kept clean, but dead last in EPA per dropback when pressured. You get pressure on Matt Ryan, he turns the ball over, and this offense sucks. The Broncos know that. I know that. You know that. Your mom knows that. That's what's going to happen this week. The Broncos are going to turn on and pressure him, and they're not going to be able to run the football. Like They don't have a fallback this week with Jonathan Taylor out in an offensive line that's still struggling. I think the win there is for the Denver Broncos to really beat up on this Colts offense. If you like any overs, it's probably Mo Alley-Cox. 20 and a half receptions or receiving yards is where he's listed at on FanDuel right now. I like that over because Michael Pittman Jr., whose who's receiving yards total is set at 64 and a half, is going to be going toe-to-toe with Patrick Sertan. And Sertan has been otherworldly this year. I thought what he did against Devontae Adams last week was surely impressive. And I think he's going to have an even better week against Michael Pittman Jr. If you're looking to bet positively on the Colts, you're a Colts fan, you got your jersey out, Mo Alley-Cox over 20 and a half receptions, everything else, I'm probably fading this Colts offense. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. I mean, I, I totally would do that, too. I, I just, look, I, I'm just not high on this Colts offense at, at all. And it's like, while we're thinking about it, I think you could even take a first-half team total under on the Colts. I think that's nine and a half. Like, I, I think you just want to fade this Colts offense in every single way. Uh, the first quarter under is actually like eight and a half. <laughs> I don't, I don't see a touchdown and a field goal being scored in the first quarter. So, like, I, I'm just looking unders here. I like the first quarter under eight and a half. What's, what's the vig on that? What's the vig on Bando right there? Is you getting that plus one, minus one ten, minus one fifteen, or what is that? I think it's juice to the under. So. Oh wow, dude! So no one's expecting points in this game. Like, if you are betting overs in this game, you are that's a massive contrarian play. I'm excited to see anyone does that. Now flipping to Broncos offense versus Colts defense. I think that. It's important to note that the Colts defense ranks 18th in pressure rate and 6th in yards per play allowed this year. They're 16th in defensive EPA per play. Like, you have a Colts defense that has been middle of the pack um, against the pass and against the run this year, but where they've really, uh, against the pass, where, where they've really stepped up and why I think they're middle of the pack is that this run defense has been absolutely disgusting. 0.55 yards before first contact per attempt. That's first in the NFL. They are not getting pushed back. Grover Stewart, Bobby Okereke, both these guys are two of the highest graded run defenders in the NFL, according to PFF. Javante Williams is out. There may be some contrarian plays in starting Melvin Gordon or Mike Boone in fantasy or DFS or maybe even playing some rushing overs just because there's going to be inefficient markets around backs people haven't seen a ton of. I don't like that at all. I think this Colts defense is going to stop the run just as they have all season and force Russell Wilson to do what he did last week for them to put up points. I think I would stay away from the Broncos run game. And if you like Broncos overs on the offensive side, looking more at Russell Wilson over 230 passing yards or even Cortland Sutton or Jerry Judy in that range. I don't like the run game this week. Yeah, I think the interesting thing about this Colts run defense is that they've done it mostly without Shaq Leonard. And Shaq Leonard, is um, he's out again with a concussion. So, yeah. I mean, look, I mean, I think that says a lot about how well this Colts defense has been against the run. And, look, I'm not a big fan of Melvin Gordon. He has the ability to kind of swing games in the opposite direction every time. And I, I just don't know what we're going to get from Boone, who um, dropped a couple passes the other day, which probably could have helped the Broncos cover that game. So without Javante Williams, I think that's a big loss. And I'm just, I'm really not expecting much offensively. And then when you look at these two teams, the Broncos, I think they're like, they struggle on early downs. So, mm-hmm. and you can say the same thing about the Colts. So I just think the early down offense, which is like really predictive in terms of um, how how well a team is going to do in their drive. Um, none of these teams are, are really good at that. So, 
I, I might have, I, I might be looking too if like you can find it on FanDuel or, you know, any book that's offering like lines on over under field goals made. I think this is going to be a field goal game. There's going to be a lot of field goals in this game. Broncos, we know, can't score in the red zone. Colts, I think, are going to struggle with that with Jonathan Taylor out and honestly just an offense that hasn't been able to even get into the red zone. I think it could be a field goal trotting game. I like the under, I like the alternate totals, alternate spreads. Broncos win, probably convincingly. I think I think getting them at minus three was great. You can maybe even stretch it out to now, you know, maybe minus you know six and a half, minus nine and a half if you like the alternate spreads. I also like the alternate totals. Get it down to thirty one and a half. You know, thinking about this game really being like a 10-10, 10-7 type of matchup uh, in, in favor of the Broncos. If you like overs for the Colts, I'm leaning Mo Ali Cox over twenty and a half receptions. If you like player props for the Broncos, I'm probably looking at Sutton or Judy. That's going to do it for Thursday Night Football with R to the Isay and A G. To the is a I hate it. I hate it. I can't say that. I'm never saying that again. I've never, I've never been, I've never been a DJ and I never will. But that's gonna do it for this one uh, on Thursday night football with the NML picks. Make sure to tune in every single week. Raheem and I going over Thursday night football. You know now, what you do? You, you, we gotta call you a jizzle. It's a jizzle for shizzle. Jizzle for shizzle. A jizzle for shizzle. But before we go, before you guys leave, a jizzle for shizzle is gonna be joined by Roger uh to talk some college football to close out the Thursday show here on the Ringer Gambling Feed. Start the NFL week off right with a no-sweat, same-game parlay every Thursday from FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. It doesn't matter if you're new to FanDuel or already have an account. Every Thursday night, you'll get free bets back if your NFL same-game parlay doesn't hit. Same-game parlays are the perfect way to combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payday. This week, Colts at Broncos. Broncos favored by three at home. Total set at 42.5. My same-game parlay... I'm going under that total, under 42.5. Love betting unders and island games. Going against the public money, under 42.5. I'm also going to go Mo Alley Cox, tight end for the Indianapolis Colts, over 20.5 receiving yards. I think he's going to be a focal point in this offense as Patrick Sertan locks down Michael Pittman Jr. I'm going Michael Pittman Jr., under 64.5 receiving yards. That's my three leg, same game parlay for the Thursday night game. $10 wins you 54. Remember, you get the money back guarantee with FanDuel. Build your own or choose from one of the popular SGPs pre-built for you in FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. However you want to play, you can bet the NFL every Thursday night with a no-sweat same-game parlay. And with FanDuel's new live same-game parlays, you can continue building SGPs even after the game has started. Just sign up with promo code GAMBLERS. That's GAMBLERS, G-A-M-B-L-E-R-S. If you don't already have an account, that's promo code GAMBLERS to get free bets if your SGP doesn't hit. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 years or older in select states, three plus legs, minimum $1 bet required, refund issued as non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after receipt. Max free bet $5. Restriction supply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Tennessee, and Virginia. 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona. 1-888-878-97777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut. 1-800-9-WITH in Indiana. Visit ksgamblinghelp.com in Kansas, 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana, 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY, that's 467-369 in New York, 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming or visit www.1800gambler.net in West Virginia. Roger Sherman joins the show. You missed it when Raheem and I were talking Thursday night football, which we think is going to be a disgusting football game with not a lot of points scored between the Colts and the Broncos. He used to be a DJ. So I was like, I call him Raheem the Dream Palmer. He's like, I've had a lot of nicknames, like R to the R to the Hizze, ta-da, all these different things. He's like, you know what you got to be is a jizzle. I don't think we're going to do that, Roger. I think we got to avoid that nickname. You and I have to start on a new foot. I want to be something else. I I do not recommend a jizzle. I'm going to, I don't have <laughs> one for you yet. 
I don't have one for you yet, but I, I'm going to stay away from that one. That's going to be my best, my best pick of the season is telling you to avoid that line right there. That's a stone cold lock, an absolute lock recommendation from Roger Sherman. I have not been a lock of late. I, so week one, I, I finished NCAA, you know, in, in NCAA bets, I put 15 down. I was up 3.35 units. Week two, I put 12 bets down, up two units. Then since then, week three, week four, week five, I have finished below one unit above. Even in week four, I was down 1.43 units. On the season, I'm still up five units across 49 bets, but it has been a bad stretch of weeks over the last three weeks. I am in desperate need of a bounce back. I hope we can do that this week. Roger, where are you at on the season? Are you okay? Uh, it's, How are you doing? It's fade Roger season on this podcast. God damn it. Um, We're I both started saying out, to fade us. Started, started out strong. But you know what? We're having a great time talking college football. I think on the picks I made on this show, I am well below. I'm 6-11, and 11, so... I'm just letting that out there, but we're still going to have a good time talking about the best sport in the world, college Let's football. Let's do it. We're going all Big 12 this week. Yes, it's the Big 12 podcast with the Big 12 boys. I don't know. I, the nicknames have just been terrible. I can't even go. But the, we're going to hit Texas at Oklahoma, the Red River Showdown. Oklahoma, seven-point dog in Dallas. The total at 65 and a half. 9 a.m. Pacific time kick. I say that because I am officially on Pacific time for good. Never going back. I woke up at 8 a.m. on Saturday, put some bets down. The game started at 9. It's incredible. The best time zone. Then you also have TCU at Kansas. That's where game day is this week in Lawrence, Kansas. It's gonna The game be of the year. The game of the year. TCU at Kansas. Kansas, a seven-point dog at home despite game day in attendance. The total at 67 and a half. Almost a 70-point total there in Kansas in the other Big 12 game. Probably the the least exciting one and that's evident in the total Kansas State at Iowa State total is not in the 60s not in the 50s it's 45 and a half at Iowa State and Iowa State is a two and a half point home dog we're going to start with the Red River Showdown can I say this to start we talk about college football being the best sport in the world Red River Showdown has to be on your bucket list if you've ever seen a college football game to go to the Red River Showdown in, in, in Dallas it looks like a phenomenal event maybe not this year when I think Oklahoma is going to get blown out we'll get into that game pick later but like this is a phenomenal bucket list item in terms of games to go to if you are a college football fan. A great college football environment. Home games are great. Yes. But these neutral site rivalries like this uh, cocktail party in Jacksonville between Florida and Georgia, yes. they split the stadium right down the middle. Uh, with this one, you've got half of the stadium in the Texas Orange, half of the stadium in the Oklahoma Red. And it's at the State Fair, so you can go out and then immediately eat like 7,000 calories worth of fried stuff. It really does. It really does look like the best, like one of the best uh, games to attend of the entire year. Uh, but it's also the worst game in the Big Twelve this week. <laughs> it's the only one with no ranked teams. Uh, but it's the one we're all going to be talking about because these two huge programs, future SEC programs, uh, are both a little bit wayward right now. You're, mm-hmm. you're thinking Texas has it. I, I so. My read on it is that Texas has it and has it by a lot, actually. I'm big on Texas this week. But the over-under is 65.5 total points in this game. If I went to the Red River Showdown, I think the over-under calories eaten in a day would be around 8K, maybe 8.5K. That's where I'd be. <laughs> but the reason I'm on Texas big, right, is Sooners are a seven-point dog in Dallas and could be you know, without a lot of players. According to PFF, uh, offensive tackle Wanya Morris Running back mm-hmm. Eric Gray and Dylan mm-hmm. and quarterback Dylan Gabriel are the mm-hmm. three highest graded offensive players for Oklahoma. They're the three best players, three highest graded players for Oklahoma. All three are hurt. All yep. three might not play. Like that is massively concerning. If it's got to be, you do not want to see Oklahoma with a backup quarterback in this game, in this big rivalry. And then you are you are going to be down your potentially your offensive tackle, are going to be down your best running back. And on the other side, 
Quinn Ewers might be back. You know, Quinn Ewers might be back for Texas, and you could see him playing for for um, for Texas and igniting this offense. Texas right now favored by seven. I don't think that's enough. I, I think Texas and Bijan Robinson and Xavier Worthy, and if Quinn, even if Quinn Ewers doesn't come back and Hudson Card plays this game, this is the better football team. I'm surprised this hasn't been stretched out to seven and a half. Maybe it will once the injuries come down the pike, but like I really like Texas this week. I'm totally with you, and you've mentioned all these players who could be out for Oklahoma. Um, Third-string quarterback for Oklahoma, General Booty. That's not just his name. It's also, in my opinion, just like kind of where Oklahoma's at right now. Um, <laughs> they gave up four 50-yard touchdowns last week against TCU. They looked slow. I'm not used to Oklahoma looking slow. They TCU got 6.2 yards before contact on their average run. Um, Oklahoma, with, with or without Dylan Gabriel, the offense hasn't been great, and right now the defense just looks so worrisome. Mm-hmm. And you talk about Bijan Robinson, you could see that you could see Texas running all day. But also, like you said, Quinn Ewers is coming back, and it's 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 this weird thing where we don't know which quarterback will be playing for either team. Oklahoma has uh, Dylan Gabriel had a concussion last week. I I, I suspect he'll be out. Um, Quinn Ewers, so with Oklahoma, you've got two quarterbacks who could play, and both of them I'm skeptical of because Oklahoma hasn't looked that great with him. The backup, Davis Bevel, didn't look that great last week. Hudson Card looked pretty good for Texas last week, averaging 11 yards per attempt, tore up West Virginia, and Quinn Ewers looked great against Alabama. So it's like of course. one team with two quarterbacks who could play, and they're both good, and one team with two quarterbacks who could play, and I don't really trust either of them. So I, I'm with you. I, I think I'm surprised that it's only seven right now, uh, and and I'm on Texas big. I'm on Texas big at minus seven, and I, I think that I'm probably parlaying them in like a favorites money line with one of the other games I have this week. And I also, I also like the under, not because this this game isn't going to be like a fireworks fest on, on both sides. I just don't know if like if Dylan Gabriel, Wanya Morris, and Eric Gray are out, I don't think this Oklahoma offense puts up enough points to, to clear the total. I think I think Texas might put up forty. I put up 50, but I just don't trust, I just don't trust TCU to really, or not TCU, sorry, Oklahoma to really put it on and, and, and hold up their end of the bargain, right? To get this point total over 65 and a half. Let me read you some of these Oklahoma defensive numbers. There, there are 65 power five teams, by the way. They rank 48th in EPA per play allowed, 53rd in EPA per rush allowed against B. John Robinson. Here they come. 55th in yards before first contact per attempt allowed. 39th in EPA per pass allowed. It's one of the worst defenses in the Power Five, and they're going against a resurgent Texas team. It has two good quarterbacks on the roster. Easily the top running back in this draft class. I am all in on Texas. If Oklahoma somehow pulls this out, we're going to look foolish. But Oklahoma, I just do. Oklahoma has had bad defenses before, but now they don't have Lincoln Riley, and they don't have someone who's going to be a number one pick at quarterback. And they just... I, I Coming into the year, I thought they were still going to win the Big 12 championship. I thought, you know, they're... They didn't lose all the players. Brent Venables, good coach. And the last two weeks, it has just become clear that that's not going to happen. It's falling off the rails for them. That yep. they, The game against TCU last week was, they just were not close. Were not, no. did not belong on the same field as TCU. Let's get to TCU. TCU goes to Woo! Lawrence, Kansas to TCU, play. TCU, Kansas. <laughs> kick, kick Oklahoma and Texas out of the Cotton Bowl this week. We're, sh- we're shoving in TCU, Kansas. 
because this is one of my favorite games of the entire year coming up. Sorry, you, you go ahead. I just get so hyped about my Jayhawks. I get so hyped about my Horn Frogs here. I think TCU is gonna oh. is is gonna play is gonna play uh, revenge not revenge but play spoiler a bit to you know Kansas five and zero start best start since two thousand nine game day is gonna be in attendance. I hope you guys are having a great time. TCU is coming in to fuck them up. Honestly, like TCU favored by seven. I don't even think that should be. Let me. I was reading you Oklahoma's stats in the Power Five. Here's TCU's offense in the Power Five. Sixty five teams by the way. First in EPA per play. First in EPA per rush. First in yards before first contact per attempt. Seventh in EPA per pass. First in EPA on early downs. This TCU offense is nasty. And I think they're going to dump on a bad Kansas defense. This Kansas defense is not good. It is bottom 10 in pretty much any metric you can look at from a defensive efficiency perspective. TCU, this line, if it's at at TCU, I think it's close to like nine and a half, 10. If game day is not there, it might be 11. It might be 12. I think Kansas is getting too much public money. I think people are too excited for the first time in their lives to watch a Kansas football game. It's TCU all the way. I'm I'm going all in on the Horned Frogs here at minus seven. First of all, I'm I'm hurt a little bit because I love Kansas <laughs> so much. But Kansas also, by the way, a number one in EPA per pass. Yes. Um, they have so like we're talking about all those great numbers uh for TCU. The Jayhawks with Jalen Daniels at quarterback and the offense that Lance Leipold is running there is just awesome. Last year they last week they ran a triple option play that was a fake and then they uh, threw it back to the tight end on the other side of the scrimmage. If I had to defend against that, my brain would just explode. And I thought the same thing about their defense until I watched them against Iowa State last week. They, Iowa State had negative yards before contact uh, against Kansas. Kansas was getting to the ball carrier before the line of scrimmage. So I think they can hold up uh, somewhat against against the run. They're not going to be allowing those 50, 60 yard runs. And I'm I'm taking them with the points uh and I'm just so hyped about. But I'm I might be a little bit emotional and it is fade Roger season. So, you know, take it with a grain of salt. But I, I'm on Kansas uh and the points. Roger, you heard it here first, is on plus seven rock chalk Jayhawk at home, game day in attendance. Lee Corso, who this is a side tangent. Every single week I look up how old Lee Corso is. And every single week I am absolutely floored. Do you know how old Lee Corso is? I'm going to say 84. 87 years old. I honestly think think ESPN might need to be under lawsuit for letting this man still go out there every single week. But I know he's putting on the Horn Frog mascot this week. I know it. I know it. I'm sorry, but I know it. It's going to be TCU. It's going to be Lee Corso backing it. I'm all in on the Horn Frog. Sorry, Kansas. All right, last game, Big 12. It's Kansas State versus Iowa State. Iowa State, two and a half point dog at home. It's the lowest total. Uh, we've seen in a while, uh, or, or we've we've talked about today at least. You know, it's forty five and a half the total. But they have this is a good quarterback here. You know, you know who leads the Big Twelve in Heisman odds this year? Why don't you tell me? It's Adrian Martinez, the longtime savvy veteran of college football, who's played for probably just like ten years at this point. Longtime Nebraska quarterback, now playing for Kansas State. He's balling out for Kansas State. They had a really good offensive line. They're running the ball really effectively. The offense ranks second in yards before first contact per attempt. A lot of that is Adrian Martinez. A lot of that is Deuce Vaughn. Deuce Vaughn. Deuce Vaughn's a monster. uh, They've captured the tiny essence of Darren Sproles and put it into a new tiny human. Their running game, it it almost feels like um, Chris Kleiman, who was the North Dakota State head coach, is just found a way to get that that 
we're going to mash you on the ground uh, here into the Big 12. And woo, they are putting yeah. up they're putting up numbers on the ground. They, they, they run the football really effectively, and they have two like really, really strong runners, and Adrian Martinez and Deuce Vaughn, who is like five foot four and just like finds small little gaps in the offense and then is able to break them for long gains. And, and they don't you know, put the ball in harm's way, right? Their average depth of target on the season is 57th. They don't push the ball downfield. They don't ask Adrian Martinez to be something he isn't. And it's why Kansas State's winning football games, and it's why they're favored in this game on the road against Iowa State. For Iowa State, the positives are they have a top 20 defense in efficiency. That's EPA per play allowed. They also have a top 20 defense in EPA per pass allowed. The run game, even, EPA per rush, 11th. Like, this Iowa State defense is going to be good. I think that's why the total is low. I also really like Xavier Hutchinson. That's a receiver for Iowa State who has been a madman for their offense, a one-man wrecking crew for them. I just don't think they have enough, though. I think they're rightfully two-and-a-half-point dogs at home. If I had to bet a team here, I'm going Kansas State. It's not as heavy of a lean as I have for Texas minus 7 or TCU minus 7. I'm also parlaying. Uh, uh, Texas money line and TCU money line that comes out to minus 110 or minus 116 on Fandle for Kansas State if I have to bet this game I'm probably going Kansas State minus two and a half and I'm probably leaning the under 45 and a half as well I think both these teams probably don't play up to play up to the points the points I, I love this Kansas State the, the way they're the way they're moving the ball on the ground I, I've got them in the point I've got them minus two and a half Adrian Martinez, Deuce Vaughn Roger and I agreed on the minus two and a half for Kansas State we agreed on the minus seven for Texas we disagreed on Rock Chalk Jayhawk versus the T- TCU Horn Frogs. Until next time, Roger and I are going to be hitting on not the Big 12 every week, but it will be college football. It will be nicknames. It will be all of those things. I just wanted to celebrate the Big 12, which of all the conferences in college football right now, you've got these kind of fun new teams coming in. Yes, and yes. It's, it's, I don't know who's going to win the championship. I know it's not going to be Oklahoma. Texas I, is still in the mix, but like s- someone we haven't seen in a while. It's, it's a fun time. Um, who knows where we'll go next week? Because th- this it's been a fun season, honestly. It, it has been a fun season. And if I miss on these bets for Texas and TCU, because I got multiple units on uh, on these two teams this week, I'm going to be we're, probably we'll asking rebrand for the show. Yeah, I might we'll need to rebrand the show. show next. This might be might the last need... episode of the Ringer College Football Podcast. <laughs> I might need our producers. I might need our producers, Stefan Anderson, Steve Cerruti. Big shout-outs to them to help me out a little bit. Maybe shoot me some steak here. Get me, get me some cash to just keep this podcast going. But we'll see where it ultimately ends up. Uh, that's going to do it. Until next time, make sure you continue to listen to the Ringer Gambling Feed on Thursdays. It's, of course, me, Raheem, and then me and Roger. And then on Fridays, Warren Sharp and House reset the slate of the NFL line. Should be a fantastic time. Until next time, Austin Gale, Roger Sherman, the Ringer Gambling